Welcome to the Pink Isle. My name is Henry Kathman, and joining me on my intrepid journey through the wonderful world of Barbie, it's the illustrious Emma Corey. Illustrious? Haven't haven't heard that one before, but da 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 da. da. Oh. We got puppies, and there's Barbie too. Yes, we are going to be embarking on a worldwide embarking. tour. Just, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Ah, hey, <laughs> didn't even intend that one. Ha. Uh, but we are going to be going on a trailblazing, world-spanning, great puppy chase with Barbie and her sisters. Uh, great. That's it. Calls it's called the Great Puppy Chase. You know. That no, it's just called Barbie and her sisters in a puppy chase. Which, oh. yeah, I don't know. It's so. Uh, it, um... it, this one, um, this one. It's, I'm sure it exists. I'm sure stuff <laughs> happens in it. I'm sure there's puppies chasing. I'm not so sure about that part, but you know. I mean, we're gonna be following Barbie and her sisters again, but also it's gonna be that same group of rambunctious, rascally, rowdy puppers. And if the trailer's gonna be uh, leading me to believe anything. They're gonna do a hula dance. Wow. So, so this is like the concept is like they're like going across the world to do whatever, right? Something. Yeah, I think and it's I'm another sure treasure hunt will thing. Portray all the different cultures of the world with a nuance and respect. I'm just, yeah. I, I bet. I mean, actually, on a cursory glance, uh, it seems that this might only be taking place in Hawaii, given the fact that they're. The dogs are doing a hula dance, so get ready for that throwback to the uncanny dog dancing of Diamond Castle, baby. Also a throwback to Mermaid Tail 2 with their uh, non-specified oh, oh, Polynesian don't, island. Don't bring up too. that. Don't. Ooh. <laughs> ooh. I'm. <laughs> Listen to that episode to know my beef with that, but yeah. I mean, Henry, you've actually been to Hawaii, so you gotta you gotta tell us if it's accurate. So, oh, I'm gonna tell you right now. If experience has led me to believe anything, it is a, it is gonna be accurate to the idealized versions of this if it does take place in Hawaii. So, also, this movie, another great example of what I discussed uh, the other episode of a very nice descriptive title, Barbie. And her sister's in a puppy chase. It tells you exactly what to expect. So. I mean, yeah, but to that point, when thinking about some of the other titles of this movie franchise, like Fairytopia, what does that title? They're fairies and they live in a topia. Mm, I mean... But that doesn't communicate anything about what to expect in the story. It just uh, it's tells got you fairy in it, and there's fairies in the movie. So I think it really tells yes. you exactly. What okay. To expect. What about what about the magic of Pegasus? Now you would say like, oh, there's a Pegasus and there's magic, but it doesn't say mm. anything about say the uh, Wemlock storyline. Barbie and the or... evil horny wizard. <laughs> and also her sister would, is a pegasus i i mean barbie and the evil horny wizard that's a title mm -hmm. like that that would be very descriptive or even barbie's starlight adventure like well i mean there are stars involved and they go mm. on an adventure so well then uh at least let's just to go through the different cast and crew on this one, uh, where we have Conrad, Helton, and Michael Guggen returning. Uh, if you guys remember, they were the people responsible for directing Spy Squad 
Thumbelina and Mariposa, but he, I guess this is his first shot as director for Puppy Chase. So there's that. Everyone's dream directorial debut. I mean, well, no, no, no. He did direct other Barbie movies. I but... know. I'm, I'm, I'm making a goof. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. In addition to that, Michael Guggen, he also did the last Barbie and her sisters do a thing. So, in the Great Puppy Adventure. So, yeah. Great Puppy Adventure. That... Was it great? Mm. Mm. It was a puppy adventure. I'll tell you that. Yeah, and then as our writers, we got Casey Arnold and Amy Wolfram. So they were also... They, they're getting a lot of the same people in the mix because Amy Wolfram also did Spy Squad, Starlight Adventure, and I recently realized this. Uh, Amy Wolfram also did an episode of Be Cool Scooby-Doo, you know... The the, the that, Family Guy Scooby Doo that one yeah but Not again everyone's a uh, favorite Scooby Doo uh, everyone's favorite one yeah I Ew. mean I don't know has anyone have watched Scoob seen... I heard uh, I heard mixed things about that one I have not watched it I don't really have much of a desire to watch that movie to be honest like. I don't know. Maybe I'm just too cynical at a lot of like feature animated films nowadays. But like, any time I see a trailer to an animated film where it flaunts like its voice cast, like Zach Efron, Matt Damon, uh, that type of thing, I'm just like, eh. why would anyone cast Matt Damon in a voice role? He is like I don't know. the generic I- men of the generic men. <laughs> oh wait a minute! Wait a minute! I don't think Matt Damon. It might have been Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, yeah, Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg is just slightly spicier Matt Damon, who also committed a hate crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one. Um, I mean, I don't know. I feel like the Scooby Doo franchise probably peaked with that uh, Mystery Incorporated show, and uh, I still need to watch that one. People tell me all these great things about it, and I'm just like, yeah. man. Did you ever watch yeah. the live action movies as a kid? I did. I wa- I, and I watched the second one more than the first one. I do think the second the- one is better than the first one. I Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with that one. I need to give some slight credit to Amy Wolfram, though, because we've talked about this before, but she also did write episodes of Totally Spies, uh, Symbiotic Titan, Ben 10, Generator X. She's done a lot. So, yeah. Anywho. What year was this one released? I feel like I'm... Oh. We're in 2016, baby. Oh. Remember when everyone thought uh, 2016 was the worst year? Look how far Mm. we've come. Well, you know what? Let's not worry about that right now because it is time for us to Right on out with them little doggies. You know, we still haven't gotten a Barbie Western either. Uh, Another one on the list. You can intersect with the horse girls that way. Yeah, like, I mean, they already made a horse girl movie. You just gotta go the... Yeah, it is kind of surprising they haven't done, like, cowboy Barbie movie. Yeah, exactly. Like, that is a fairly cliche type of girly archetype that you can do. Yeah. Like, Cowgirl Barbie, that, like, I guarantee you, if I was to search Cowgirl Barbie, I would get, like... Barbie presents Blazing Saddles. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh. Ooh, boy. That would, uh... Yep, that that would be a thing. Oh, God. You could release it, and then you could uh, piss off all those people that are like, they couldn't have made Blazing Saddles today. (laughs) Satire was so much better. It definitely peaked at this one tiny handful of movies in the 70s just because they got to say the N-word. It's not like our satire has had a lot of other great modern examples, but... uh, Side note, completely unrelated, but Jojo Rabbit's very good, guys. Anywho, it's time for us to ride off in this great puppy chase. We're almost there! Please fasten your seatbelt. 
Fasten your seatbelt for Len. Who turned out the lights? Try turning around, honey. That's better. Smell that island air. Barbie, her <sighs> sisters, and their puppies return for an all-new tropical adventure. Pretty awesome. The girls are ready for the ultimate vacation. You're gonna love this, I promise. <laughs> That's the spirit. Chelsea is ready for her big dance contest. I'm working on my routine. The puppies are set to explore the island. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. And make some exciting new friends. Dancing horses? Check out those moves. Look at me. I'm a dancing horse. <laughs> Stop! Those are our puppies. Huh? It seems as though I have acquired a pack of pupkins. Now. We've got a mission. Let's find those pups. Barbie and her sisters will team up. You got this. We got you. And the chase. I'm sure they'll come after us. Is. We're going to be late for my competition. On. <laughs> Puppies, here we come. <laughs> yeah. Barbie and her sisters in a puppy chase. Quick. And we're back. So, um... Yeah. That was less of a chase and more of a wild circle around, uh... Whilst, uh, puppies are tangentially revolved and evolved... Involved. Yeah. In this, um, Even though Grach is not in the title, I know why they didn't include it. I think you have way stronger feelings about this one than I did, Henry. <laughs> so here's the thing. I already don't like the Air Buddy movies, and this is obviously what these movies are cribbing from. Partially because the notion of like, oh no, animals gotta reunite with their owners, or oh boy, puppies in wacky situations. Most of that stuff is just predicated on the same sort of annoying miscommunication tropes that a lot of hacky stories are based around. And well, at least in Air Buddies, you get to look at actual puppies and not a uh, weird CGI. Uh, I, uh, I don't know, and, this and movie, just... even more than the last one, just feels so so saccharine, so fluffy. Yeah, that's another thing. When people talk about how they hate the Barbie movies. This is this type of movie that they have imagined in their head. It's just, like, as you said, it's saccharine. There is a overall large lack of stakes. It's very emblematic of this sort of vapid consumerism that uh, Barbie kind of represents in a lot it's of people's minds. It's a very minds. generic, uh, believe in yourself message. Yeah, it's the sort of quote-unquote inoffensive entertainment that I just really 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 resent in a lot of children's media yeah and it's like it's not like there isn't some potential at times like i kind of like the thing they do about like barbie kind of getting her spirits broken towards the end of the second yeah, act but it feels but like actually... it feels like all the everything that happens in this movie is dictated on either bad luck or good luck yeah like either thing like things that's... just tend to randomly happen to the protagonist yeah, they aren't really active players in this scenario. They are just reactive. And that is the sort of thing that, like, unless it's done for a very specific purpose, it's usually emblematic of, like, very weak characterization and a lack of focus within the story. Yeah, this movie and... felt very, very thin. Yes. It felt like this movie was essentially a 90% padding. Yeah. Not a lot yeah. happens. It's very, I don't know, it's just very low impact. They're, it seems like something you would put in front of like the kids to like distract them with the bright colors for like an hour and a half, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, it's, it's the sort of inoffensive movie that a lot of directed dvd markets are kind of predicated on and a lot of direct to streaming movies now are predicated on and it's just but i mean hey at least in the air buddies films like you know they had some exciting concepts they went to space 
they saved Christmas. They they became they, superheroes. They they met a ghost puppy. They, oh God, that's right. They did do that. Woof. They did national Literally. treasure, like you know, complete with offensive uh, monkey characters with a very thick Middle Eastern accent. Oh no, I haven't seen that movie, so <laughs> that is a. It's it's it it's Indiana Jones, but with dogs, and it's and it's like. Oh wow, check out this Far East market with like all with the sort of like exotic music. Yeah. Maybe we should cover the Air Buddies films in this podcast. No, no, no. <laughs> I refuse. I refuse. I would cover what let's see, what female led franchise would I cover meticulously before I talked about the fing Air Buddy movies? I would cover the Trolls dolls. Hey, some people like those Trolls movies. No, 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 no. Trolls as in the 2004-2005 girl line of troll dolls that were marketed to girls. The dolls that were apparently so bad that the original manufacturers of the Trolls sued Deke Animation because it was so bad and damaged their brand. Oh, would you uh, watch all all the My Little Pony franchises? Yes. Yes, I would. I would unequivocally watch that before Airbud. No question. Anywho, this movie, so it's a continuation of the last puppy movie. It, it assumes that you watched the last one, which fine. The characters are already so arch and it's like, like the characters have become even more one note, because it's like Skipper's yeah. thing. She likes blogging. And Stacy yeah. likes sports. And Chelsea is just, I don't know, just likes girly things, I think. <laughs> well, Chelsea is the one that has the arc, usually. She always has to learn how to believe in herself. I don't know why this is a recurring... I'm pretty like, sure, like, Chelsea like... is meant to be, like, the intended audience self-insert for, like... So that's probably why... Probably yeah, why they had the, the Kelly Barbie talking uh, framing devices in the early movies. Yeah, right? yeah, that's true. I don't know. This this movie, I was, like, we've spoken a lot already about how, like, oh, Barbie and her four sisters. Like, a fun thing about these movies is that, like, you actually do get a believable sisterly dynamic. But, like, it's strange. I was expecting that sort of thing to become more pronounced and more developed as time went on. Like, you know, they don't have to spend as much time establishing the characters, so we can just, like, you know, show how their personalities bounce off each other. And we get some of that in this movie. I feel like the sisters, like, interacting and talking with each other is probably, like, the best written parts of these movies, but, like... Yes, I agree, but because like we talked about how they're way too reactive and because they aren't, like, doing a whole lot to actually impact the story, it sort of undercuts some of that stuff. Yeah, I don't know. And it's not like we really get, like, super in-depth, like, information about their relationships to each other. Like I said, like, we only really get, like, a lot of genuine conversations between Barbie and Chelsea, and, like, the other two are just kind of there. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. So let let, let me just get through the Also, before we get started, we were looking at the Barbie movie wiki, and apparently... This is in the same continuity as Barbie's Spy Squad. Yes. They had so, Chelsea in that one, too. So we can assume uh, in this universe, Barbie is already a, a t- uncovered a, a conspiracy agent. and a spy organization and um, knows how to use a Darth Maul lightsaber. So God. maybe she should have used some of those skills like... I mean, hey guys, I, I know we we're struggling. To... Why don't I just get like one of my million gadgets that will fix everything right now? The movie would have been over in like twenty minutes. Would have saved us the hassle. No, 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 no. Like, here's here's my theory. This Barbie, like the spy Barbie, she's the uh, oh, what was that? What was that place called in Us? Like the uh, uh, the, the she's the tethered. Yeah, guy. yeah, like. The Spy Squad Barbie is Sister Barbie's tether. Or maybe it's like a parallel universe type thing, where it's like oh, that's perhaps it. It's got like maybe the fact that they have 
that same dance studio is like a weird convergence scenario. Yeah. Yeah. So many... We'll put it in our uh, Barbie Cinematic Universe theory timeline master list once we make that. Yeah, yeah. Once we watch all uh, 39 of these movies. Do you think well, Fairytopia ag- takes place in the distant past or the distant future? My money's on distant future because, you know, Bibble references pop culture. He actually doesn't, but... What if Bibble was the Antichrist? And that's that's why he exists yeah. in the future? Emma, like, Emma, I, I want to play with you in this space. I really do, but I, I also just want to get through this now. Uh, do we gotta? <laughs> so these puppies, they got... I'm going to talk about these puppies. It's just, you know, I am a true animal lover. I love dogs and cats, but if these puppies... if there wasn't a smidge part of me that was just wondering, wanting someone to throw them in the river. This whole movie. I was just... Um. Uh, I wasn't gonna go there at all, but, um, that's a part. I can't say I share that desire with you as much as I kind of am annoyed by them, but, like, uh, yeah. This is a hypothetical I... scenario. But sure, either way, totally it's, hypothetical. It's just, <laughs> it's just so pandery and uh, the, yeah, yeah. Like I feel like I have like a good tolerance for like kitty cheese, but I don't know. All the stuff with the puppies was just—it was a lot, and it was kind of unbearable because of it. Yep. 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 In this movie, Barbie and her sisters are going to the island. Even though this is clearly an island in Hawaii, like, given pretty much a lot of the things that we'll talk about soon, probably because they don't want to actually name a place so that they don't have any landmarks, which, fine. Like, I know they're just doing a whole hand-wavy thing of, like, oh, whatever, it doesn't matter if we're fully adhering to, like, the actual traditions and customs of this place, even though that's very emblematic of the very real problem of white tourists coming to these island countries and, like, just... Yeah, there's some uh, potentially uncomfortable racial stuff in this movie. Yep. Now, now, listen, this is... This is kind of calling back to, like, the whole thing in Mermaid's Tale 2. Like, something I get self-conscious about is when I can... When I get annoyed by a lot of this sort of depiction of Polynesian cultures. Because as I said, like, I've visited Hawaii and a lot of that stuff. But in a lot of senses, it doesn't really make me that much better than Barbie and her friends here. But it's one of those things where, like, it just reminds me of, like all of the sort of annoying things that I desperately, desperately try to avoid whenever I'm visiting my family in Hawaii. Because there's a term uh, in Hawaii. It's basically uh, the Hawaiian equivalent of cracker. It's called Hali, where you'll get a lot of, like, the First Nation Hawaiians. That's not the right terminology. I don't know. But talking about how, like, these stupid Hallies, like, messing things up. Like, literally every time I visit there, my parents will tell me a story about some stupid white tourist that will go off into the mountains and fall to their death because they thought it was a good idea to, like, I don't know, do some... I don't know. You know, I'm not, like, a big person who's like, oh, think of the children, but this movie definitely has some questionable uh, examples of um, Mm -hmm. uh, safety precautions not being taken in mind. Yeah. We can get into that later, but it's... I don't know. I guess one of the main reasons why this movie annoyed me so much is because it just, like, reminded me of so many of the different things that I just that really rubbed me the wrong way. Like, this is kind of this, the case with any sort of story that involves, like, the characters going off to, like, some exotic land without the writers actually taking any effort into, like, researching and looking up stuff about the place. I mean, and I'm sure that, like, most of this stuff is just because, like, 
Mattel was like, hey, we need to have these girls go on a, on a Hawaiian adventure so we can make these sort of toys. And it's like, cool, cool. Let's reinforce the, the very toxic tourist industry that has become an inexorable part of the identity of these island nations. Colonialism, baby. Oh, man. Anyway, yeah, uh, Barbie is- and her sisters, they're, yeah, they're in they're their pink up. jet, which I don't think is their private jet, so no, good for that. But they sure, do, yeah. but they land in uh, Hawaii, or specifically the island of Maui. They don't refer to it, but uh, they get there. Also, this movie kind of portrays like this island as like a ghost town. Like it's. We'll get to okay. L- let's put a pin on that one because that that's a thing later. That's really also annoyed me, but. Yeah, so they arrive there and we establish a lot of the the character traits we'll see in this movie. So Barbie is deciding to adopt this very optimistic, oh, no worries attitude. Uh, Skipper is motion sickness. That's it. And uh, she's is on her phone. Teens be on her phone. Uh, but, and then uh, we got Stacy, who is excited to surf as... and... Keeps like combining words together. And but yeah. They're they so really any... random. <laughs> yeah, they don't really do anything with that characterization. And then finally, Chelsea, who the reason why they're going to this island is to perform in this dance competition, which is just like, I don't know why this thing's taking place here, but whatever. Okay, whatever. But instead of going to the hotel that they have booked, Barbie decides that they're going to rent the car uh, to go see a surprise. And they go to this car rental station and you get the stereotypical, I mean, they've already, listener, they've already done a lot of the stereotypical Hawaiian things. They They gave lays to the girls when they arrived there and they gave little like flowers to pin in the hairs of the puppies, of course. Uh, but in how did addition those to that- fit, How did those stick on? I don't know, uh, but at this this rental station is run by a lady called Aunt Hannah. Was also, it Auntie Hannah? Something. Yeah, yeah Auntie, Auntie Hannah. Hannah. You, got this, this, you got, got this. You got this uh, Native Hawaiian lady who's like, "Oh, don't no one calls me, ma'am. Just call me Auntie Hannah." And it's like, and it's uh, it's like. Like, essentially th- exists to give help to the main, the white characters. Yep. It's... Just like all the other uh, people of color in this movie are essentially. Yeah. Uh... They're great, but yeah, apparently the only cars that are available to rent is a golf cart. And it's. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> classic comedy setup. Yeah. So Barbie's driving him off to this place, but oh, their phones are at a reception and they don't, don't get any signal. See, this is another Barbie island. movie that almost feels like the setup to a horror movie. Like these ignorant tourists go to this place they've never been. Mm. Their phones aren't working. They keep on getting lost and going in circles. That does like, make me want to like look into like Hawaiian independent st- cinema. I imagine there has to be like some... Wow, thanks, Google. Thanks for the the three different uh, movie Hawaiian independent movies they list are a, a movie called Picture Bride, uh, Hamana, and Mega Shark versus Crocosaur. So, yeah. Of great, course, we great. know the most classic of those is Mega Shark versus Crocosaur. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, it really gives a voice to Hawaiian cinema. Yeah, anyway, because of that, uh, they have to use a map, which, oh, they lose, so instead they... And their phones don't work, so they can't use GPS. They eventually get to the place, uh, which is an annual horse festival, which uh, this wasn't something I initially knew about, but I don't know how much the filmmakers actually researched this, but this is an actual thing in Hawaii. Uh, so what they go to this thing called a dancing horse festival where cursory research, I don't see anything about that. But in real life, there's a actual thing called uh, 
Pau Riders. It's essentially a riding style for special events like Kamehameha Day, where women will dress in these very elaborate, very nice, brightly colored dresses, and they would ride side saddle on... Oh, no, no, no. They, they would ride astride on the horses. Okay. And it was something that Hawaiian and Ali women would do every year. It was pretty popular throughout the 19th century before Hawaii was taken over by uh, the United States, but it did get a resurgence. It's, I don't know, if you want to look into it, listener, like, there's a lot of really cool stuff about this, but in this movie, it just seems to be dancing horses, and we, do we even get the names of their horse keepers? Yeah, we do. It's like, uh, the guy is Marco, and the woman is, I can't remember, but they did name her at one point. Okay, okay. That's good, at least, but yeah, we got- And also, they got the horses that also talk, but, so, the horses- you get the one horse who's like the mom, and then you get the older sister horse, but then like the younger horse, she's meant to be the daughter of the regular horse, but she's like a pony. Like they think yeah. that like ponies are like baby that horses. That ain't how a horse do, guys. But that's, no. <laughs> yeah. It's like they don't even know their horse girl knowledge. Ugh. Did they even read the secret text? They didn't even watch Saddle Club. Yeah. Have they ever even SMH. seen Seabiscuit? Have they <laughs> ever even perused their eyes upon Secretariat or Black Beauty or Evidently uh, not The because, Horse Whisperer uh, starring Robert Redford? Um, okay, I'm done. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so these two... These two, uh, the two workers. Have they even uh, thought about Flicka? Okay. Okay, I'm done now for real now. <laughs> so the two workers, uh, there's a lady named Vivian, and it turns out her worker is named Johnny. Wait, but... Johnny? Who's Johnny? Johnny, that's the name of Vivian's worker. The other guy who rode the horse? Oh, wait, what? Hang on. Hang the heck on. Because his name was Marco. I remember. They did say his name is Marco. Barbie movie wiki. Thing, oh, wasn't there okay. Two hang, on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So, so, so according to the Barbie movie, Vivian is a horse and dog trainer who works in the Banyan Tree Park. And her brother is Marco. Her grandkid is Cindy? Is this what? another fairy godmother situation where there's like some weird like. I don't. No, because this Johnny character that's referenced is a character in Barbie Dreamhouse Adventures, so I... Maybe she also appears in, like, Dream and Dream Adventures, and you meet those characters in that. And so it's, like, an expanded, like, universe type Yeah, but... But Grant Kid? She did not look old. No. Who is this? But then again, girl? in Barbie the movies, to... even the older women still look like Barbies. Yeah, so it's but, like. <laughs> but even the wiki doesn't list like who Cindy is. So I'm. I don't know what's going on there. But anyway, they got so a they... competition. Also, the park they're in has like this big tree that you can like walk through. Yeah, which will yeah. Become important later, but um. Also, while they're doing this, they just let their young puppies just run off. Run off in the woods. Okay, here's the thing also. What? So, like, something that, like, anyone who lives on an island will tell you, like, especially in the oceanic regions, is that they are very, very conscious of invasive species. Whenever you fly into Hawaii, you have to fill out this whole questionnaire form on the plane. It's, it's a whole thing just to make sure that you aren't taking any non-native species to the island on there. Even if you have, like, muddy shoes, they ask you to, like, get those things cleaned up. Or if you have, like, certain types of fruit. Uh, but because of that, if you bring a dog, you have to keep that thing in a dog quarantine for about a month so that they can make sure everything is safe. It's a whole thing. And the fact that they just let these dogs 
go see they did this in the last movie too but they just let their their puppies just go off on their own and then get surprised when they get into trouble or go missing it's like yeah it teaches kids bad safety it teaches kids how to be irresponsible pet owners in this movie like (laughs) yeah yeah because they go off and they meet like this like this like flamboyant poodle in this trailer Archibald the third he's got turf bangs it's a yeah whole <laughs> like if it was a girl poodle you know they just would have named them karen oh god oh i said the Kaysler. oh no emma i, mean, I you're said already the ca- on thin ice from saying a cracker earlier so i mean oh you know. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but side note you were wondering earlier about who this guy is voiced by um uh, he is voiced by Mark Oliver, a noted character actor who, fun fact, voiced him in the Powerpuff Girls Z anime. I forgot that existed until you just brought it up. Yeah, as, like, he's done a lot of other voice work. It's, so they, they're hanging out in this, in this dog camper where they spoil the dog, and it's clearly one of the play sets because, like, they have special paw prints on everything, so presumably this dog is operating a TV and a blender and all that stuff. And this, right off the bat, that already, this scene indicates, like, one thing that I noticed with this movie is that there was no conflict with the puppies. Like, you expect the puppies to be a B-plot where they have, like, a conflict with some other animal characters. But, like, and you, and they sort of build up Archibald as, like, being some sort of antagonistic force, but no, he's just there. Well, the thing is, this movie drives a lot of, like, the middle sections on, like, Barbie and her sisters trying to get to these puppies, but the puppies are never any in any actual danger at any point. Yeah. They just get, yeah. like, it's just, like, a miscommunication or, like, a mix-up. Yeah, and it just makes it all feel so pointless. But because of that, they end up uh, getting separated from the puppies. Oh boy, who could have predicted this, but... Don't you mean when we just leave our animals out and, like, don't watch them, bad things can happen? Yeah. Barbie and her sisters, uh, they've lost the puppies. They, They try to chase after them with the golf cart, but, oh... They get it stuck in the tree and just leave it there. And there's and no one, like, no one around, no one. No one around. Contact. They're just yeah. stuck here by themselves like ha- in the wilderness. Like you have to believe that that tree has got to be some type of landmark or m- historical monument on the island. Like that. Mm, like that is something that people are kind of protective of on there. Like especially if it's like a. Cr- like a famous like it's tree like, like there's that. no security or anything yeah like, like they're essentially in a national park area like fun fact uh a good majority of like there's a lot of land on hawaii that is like either considered highways so that no one develops on them technically the beaches on hawaii are considered roads and this is so that no one can make their beaches private you know because it's it's kind of the least we can do but in addition to that a lot of forested land is also like considered government-owned land that non-natives are explicitly not allowed to go onto and these girls just willy-nilly go about in the woods and i know i know it's not fair to necessarily compare this movie to like real life thing and but it's just it's just so annoying so they decide to stay the night at the tree for yeah. some reason and yeah. uh so yeah they they they're around the campfire and all they got to eat is energy bars and they're playing a game where they're like we should uh play a game called what if where we like say what if and we think of something really exciting and it segues into a sequence that might be the most blatantly like toy commercial thing these movies have ever done where they start imagining like a dream camper and they're like it's got a kitchen and a refrigerator and a slide and it's so (sighs) it's so much the commercial for the barbie hot tub party bus yeah yeah it's (laughs) There's a lot about this movie that just blatantly screams, oh, that's definitely a doll. Including the clothing that the, uh, 
characters are wearing. Like, this has been a kind of a thing with all the Barbie movies where you kind of look at their outfits, uh, at least in this, in the Barbie and her sisters movie, where you, you kind of look at the outfits and you're like, huh, that's an interesting clothing choice for that character. But, and then you remember, oh, that's probably what the doll's wearing. Like, Barbie all throughout this movie is wearing this, like, black and yellow polka dotted dress. And it's just, like, that sort, this sort of gaudy thing that you... It's like fashion from uh, the Disney Channel that never really existed IRL. But yeah, yeah, it's kind Disney of Channel a... original shows and movies. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, a six-year-old's idea of what, like, grown-up fashion is. So this leads to the next day where they just decide to, like, hike in the woods. Yeah, so they they start walking down the road, and the road is just, like... The road is washed out. No explanation for why that's happening, but okay. And this There are some powers that be that really want to fuck with Barbie in this movie, because... Good. Feels. So they decide to just walk into the Hawaiian wilderness, not on any trail, just into the wilderness... Which I feel like is the start to many of those, like, episodes of that I Shouldn't Be Alive show where someone just wanders into the wilderness and then gets, like, stuck and starts hallucinating. And it's... Literally. You know, this whole movie, maybe this whole movie is a hallucination. Barbie (laughs) and her sisters are still out there. (laughs) Oh, God. Literally, if you Google Hawaiian deaths... Like, at least 60% of the ones that people tell me about are, like, the same type of story of tourist was off on a Hawaiian vacation. And then they decided to journey out into the woods with no signal and no, like, direct contact. And they ended up falling off a mountain or falling into a ravine. There's literally a scene where they almost fall off a cliff. Like... (laughs) literally yep so i mean at this point we can kind of skip through like some of this section where they so one thing we forgot to mention is that all throughout this journey chelsea keeps on doing like these little steps to practice for her routine but it's like okay. oh no she's focused too much on her routine and not having fun mm. yeah anywho so they're journeying throughout this thing and they're climbing up a mountain I don't know why they thought that's the best idea, but okay. This and because this conflict should not be this hard to solve. Like it really they, should. Could they not like, just have gone around? Literally, it like, could just be a matter of like. Did they have waiting to venture on the, into the wilderness? Like, where is everyone yeah. else? These islands are not that big, people. Like hell, given the incredibly large homeless population on all of these islands, like it is. I guess that's the other thing with this island just feeling weirdly barren. Like, <laughs> so they they journey through the forest. First, they climb up this rock wall with vines. Oh, and then they find a abandoned zipline place, and they just uh, they just hop right on it. I did, that kind of goes back to the whole like this movie teaching some questionable uh, safety techniques. Like, hey, Safety kids, standards. if you find an abandoned zip line in the middle of the woods that you've never seen before, no attendance, no way to check and see if it's secure or if it's been rusted down by the elements, I'm sure it's perfectly safe just to get on it and go across this huge ravine where you would certainly this die This huge if ravine you with no safety net. No, like... In a river. <laughs> So, so like but, they yeah, are they, so casual about just casually risking their lives at many points in this movie. So they end up going across there. Eh. And but then after this, they stumble upon probably the most infuriating thing for me in this movie. They stumbled upon this abandoned town. Abandoned town, no explanation in the middle of the jungle yes they just stumble upon it yeah so this 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 so they go into this town and they they look to see these businesses and like they see that they're closed and you're under the impression that this is going to be a plot point like oh no 
maybe something bad happened to the natural inhabitants of this place to cause their businesses to go under. That That's a pretty real life thing that's happening there, huh? But no, it seems like there is just one person in this town, in this ghost town. And it's, they're pulling some Nurse Joy Officer Jenny crap on us as it's the same lady as the rental, but she's like, oh, you must have met my sister. Uh, I'm aunt, oh God. Oh my God, I just realized looking through the list, they don't list the voice actress for this character. But she's able to provide them first with these two additional golf carts, but oh boy, it turns out the special camper thing is real. real from the toy commercial yeah i don't know it's just like why i mean presumably uh auntie what's her face got paid for this but it's at the same also like, it is kind of funny how she didn't like lead with the camper even though they're obviously no. looking for an actual vehicle so i don't know I this like whole part just feels kind of unsettling though like they just come into this like abandoned town in the middle of nowhere that this one lady they keep on bumping into, where her identical sister just happens to also be, and they, yeah. like, pass, and it's never mentioned again. It's just very yep. strange. <sighs> this gets to probably my least favorite part of the movie. Uh, we get this special montage where Barbie and her sisters are lost because a coconut falls onto an arrow sign that points them towards the right way. And because of that, they go on this montage where they're just kind of circling around and all that stuff, and they're clearly lost, and it's just like, you know, why ju not just ask the, the person who lives here directions? But nope. And meanwhile, the puppies are just hanging out with the horses and all that stuff. At one point, they do a hula dance, and one of the puppies has their skirt fall down, and they get embarrassed because their puppy vagina is showing, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, the puppies are just doing random nonsense this entire time. Yeah. Like... It's just random stuff. So <laughs> random. <laughs> Bacon. Yeah. Uh-huh. Tacos. Uh-huh. And Deadpool walks in. What? <laughs> Yeah, so, but because of that, they end up getting on the right track, and, but they get a flat tire. Again, it doesn't really do much, because... Again, another with this movie just being 90% padding, like... Yeah. What's the point of all these setbacks? They don't change anything, I don't... They don't do anything, I just, oh my god, they, they, they just keep doing the same type of thing over and over, where, oh boy... They, they face an obstacle. It's okay. They easily overcame it. And it's just like, what was the point of doing this? It didn't add anything to the film. Oh, no. You're getting to the uh, breakdown part where you start singing about <laughs> the movie. Yeah, we, we reached this stage a while ago. What is this? Tom Hooper's Les Miserables. <laughs> Oh, but they eventually get to the beach and, oh, the puppies and Barbie and friends are reunited. Woo! But, wow, oh no, too bad. the dance competition. And prom yeah. is tomorrow. <laughs> oh boy, it looks like they gotta drive on up to get there. And... Oh no, the bridge is out again! Like, listen, infrastructure is actually a legit problem in Hawaii because they don't have, like there are certain resources that you need to have transported via ship, but I can assure you the roads are not, like, oh my God, it's, mm, mm, focus. Uh, so because of this, they gotta I, take I, the horses the rest of the way. Did we These ever mention- prized horses. Did we ever the mention lively... the fucking uh, macaw thing? The macaw constellation? We didn't. 
Thank you. So there's this whole thing earlier during the campfire scene where Barbie talks about the special macaw thing where she read about the natives believing in this legend about using the macaw to point the like point a certain way so they can get home. And listener, macaws are not native to this region of the world. So by yeah, ancient I'm... legend, they mean the writers made shit up. <laughs> yeah. And like, they're like- Look, which is kind of, cause I feel like there's probably, I, I know there's definitely a whole lot of like Hawaiian mythology and folklore yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah, there's that like- That they could have integrated, like, maybe taught the kids something, but nah, they just decided to make BS up. <laughs> it's like- Yeah, no, Starlines are a thing. They are an actually very integral part to Polynesian culture. It's how they used to navigate the skies. It was a beat in Moana. It, like, <clears throat> like there's a line that serves this specific purpose. Uh, apologies for the uh, mispronunciation. It's called uh, the- uh, the Iwikuamo, uh, it's, it's, it translates to backbone. It runs between the North Star and the North Celestial Pole. And it was a way that people could use to navigate north. It serves the exact same purpose. It's okay, Henry. Let it out. Let the it's, anger it's, consume it's, you. It's literally, it's just a Google away. Like, I know this was not made with malice, but it's, it just really does em embody a lot of, like, just how simple ignorance can perpetuate just this whole thing. It just paints Polynesian culture as this just disposable background thing just for the service of, like, of assisting just these clueless white idiots that just gallivant their way through this island and... Hmm. So the girls borrow these horses and they follow the macaw star, which they borrow, by the way, the horse, these prize winning horses that appear to be the livelihood of Vivian and Johnny. But OK, don't and, you mean Marco? Sorry, Marco. Yeah, my bad. Johnny isn't here. <laughs> what Johnny and, are you talking about? There is no Johnny. All the while, there's the standing competition and we get a couple of like snippets of the other performances like the first girl does like this weird uh, this is well, a very no. non-regulated dancing competition it seems like everyone just does whatever so yeah and it makes me wonder why you had to fly all the way to hawaii to compete in this sort of thing also we forgot to mention they use the horses to like jump over like the fissure in the road yeah. which is another example of them just kind of endangering themselves for no reason like what if they fell? Like, that's a horse. That, th again, prize winning horses. I honestly feel Life like Barbie and her sisters can't die. Like, <laughs> I feel like they, they're aware in this universe that they have plot immortality. Because remember in the first movie, they confronted that convent. None of them were ever worried that they were going to, like, do something bad. And then in this movie, there's that whole scene where, like, Skipper is, like, stuck over the ravine for a bit because she didn't have no mo enough momentum. And they're, like, not concerned in the slightest that this could be a dangerous situation. Yeah. Like, the most yeah. casual reaction. And, it's, it's, and it's just, like, one I of feel those like things they know. where it's, like... They know they can't die. They can <laughs> I, never and it's die. Strange, like, I, it's the curse. I know they, they don't want to like make this too scary for the kids, but like adding that sort of thing helps add stakes to the story. It, it it can help make them more engaged. Like kids could handle that sort of. If you're gonna put them in that peril, like emphasizing that might make it more engaging of a narrative. But yeah, second girl, first girl does this weird fire spin routine, which. I don't know, maybe that's an actual, but then the next girl does this weird interpretive dance about uh, a, oh, a specific type of fly. Like the Fuji fly or something like that. Uh, it's basically just like her buzzing around and then dying. And then the next one is like this Irish step girl. Yeah. And, and then, then finally, we you get I, what? Who I assume is Chelsea's rival, 
What was her, her name rival, again? Uh, Lindsay. Lindsay, who does like a handstand tap dancing routine. Yeah. Even though we saw her practicing ballet stuff earlier, but you know, whatever. Yeah, it it it's not consistent, but it actually kind of kicks a whole bunch of ass. Like seeing her do these flips and doing that, like it it, it was kind of it was actually kind of cool. Uh, yeah. Hang on. Oh yeah, no 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 no. Hand, hand like handstand tap dancing. Uh. Yeah, it's it's a thing and it's cool. What look up a YouTube video about it, but she is clearly going to be the winner of this competition, but oh no, Chelsea, she's uh she comes in after uh by the way, person running this dance competition, same sort of Auntie Hannah situation. I don't remember her name, but because of There's that There's a third one. There are three There's of a them. third one. And they all look exactly the same. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah. Like, I mean, you could say, like, oh, they're just triplets, but... Mm, uh, but... Yeah. So they... They do... The puppies give a sad look, and it's enough to convince her to just, like, sc say screw it to the rules, and Chelsea starts performing, but oh, she's initially clumsy and unsure of herself. And then... And then, okay, so let's set the scene. She's totally beefing this routine. Yeah. And then the little horse gets up. <laughs> yeah. They she... let these horses onto the dance stage, even though no they IRL, those horses would be shitting on everything. But the, the little <laughs> horse comes up, and then the big horses also get up, and then the puppies, and then her sisters, and, and they're all dancing together, and then the poodle dances. And then President Barack Obama descends from the clouds and, the crowd and also is joins it. the dance. Everyone, your mother, your brother, your sister are all dancing in this dance competition. And this is literally just like the last 15 <laughs> minutes of this movie is just them doing this dance competition because they ran out of plot. So it's just like 15 minute ending of Shrek 1 <laughs> dance animated dance <laughs> they just keep adding people and then okay so and then it ends and of course she wins the trophy somehow even though she was late and didn't follow I assume any kind of rules that they had and then they start dancing again it goes it on again. for so long <laughs> and it starts up again and it just keeps on going and that's the end of this movie. We went on a journey with this movie. Here's the thing. There's so much about this movie that annoyed me, but I'm reluctant to put it in the same tier as, like, Barbie Thumbelina or the Barbie Diaries or... I'm trying to think of what other Barbie I don't think Barbie Thumbelina is as bad as this movie. I don't know. I'd probably put Secret Door below that. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think it's in between Barbie and the Secret Door and Barbie Thumbelina. Yeah, I can't agree. Definitely a lower tier movie, which I didn't really have big expectations at the start, and I don't know. This, this movie I, just wasn't for me. <laughs> it was, I, like, but I, I'm un... I'm confused to wonder who this movie is for, because, like, like, you would real think that, like... little kids to get them to buy the Barbie party camper. Yeah. Oh, it, it not just that. The we need to talk about before we end this off. There's one other bit of promotional material, like merch that there was there. So, in <laughs> it's the most tacked on thing. But the puppies on the beach, while they're separated from Barbie and her sisters, are about to uh, go swimming. Like, by the way, the puppies surf. That's a thing. Uh, but before they go swimming, one of them's like, oh, no, what if I forget how to swim? And one of them says, like, oh, just remember what mom taught us. And they, like, pan up, and it's a flashback of her mom 
their puppy mom just swimming in a pool. It lasts like five seconds, but it's there so that they could tie it in with the special Barbie puppy pool toy. Yeah. And that's just, that's just the kicker. And the thing that most perplexes me about this movie, like, so much of this, like a lot of movies, this thing was greatly dictated by merch. But when you actually look at the toys that they manufactured for this thing, like, they made a dancing, they made the dancing uh, pony doll, and they made a a doll for all of the different types of Barbies all out there. All the different types of Barbie. Barbie and her sisters, yeah. Uh, like, but when you look at, like, the actual play sets and merch, there's, like, nothing here that actually, like... They do have the camper, makes, but... I mean, they have the camper, but that's... It's That's blue not a, for some reason in the merchandise. And not, yeah, but it's not directly tied in with, like, the Hawaiian setting. Like, n- there's nothing really here. Like, you could say that the uh, the puppy mobile vehicle kind of has that because there's a palm tree and, like, some island drinks. But it's, yeah, like... Yeah, but the thing is, I'm, Hawaii has such, like, a rich culture and history. Like, they couldn't have, like, done something interesting with that or, like, anything... Yeah, it, they might have well just been on another like generic island setting, like Mermaid Mail Two, Mermaid Tale Two. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like, like Moana came out the same year. My God, is that long ago? <sighs> yeah, Moana came out in 2016. Well, actually, Moana would be released a month after this movie. This movie was really. This movie was initially released in uh, October, so but it's but it's still just like wow, you you guys had to know this was coming out, but you did it anyway. So what rating do you give this movie? I give it uh, one a tourist dying in a tragic zip lining accident out of five. Hmm. But unlike the an actual tourist dying from a zip line, it was not a fast experience <laughs> as the real life thing was. No, I say that this was a I give this movie a tourist dying of starvation after falling off of the mountain trail out of ten. It was slow, it was unnecessary, it could have been prevented if they actually put more care and planning into this. And it was painful the entire way through. Mm-hmm. You, you know, know, you This you might said, not be your least favorite one, Henry, but I think this is the one that has made you the most pissed off. <laughs> just hearing you talk about it. I know. Yeah. Again, I, I don't want to... Like, I know that there might be some people who might look at this as being... As like, oh, look at the white dude being performatively angry on behalf of Polynesian people. But it, it, but it's still, it's like, it's like that basic thing of just like, do some basic research. Google is free, people. It is actually, like, a lot of us white folks, like, make it a like tend to make a big idea of like oh wow we have to do all this stuff in order to truly understand these other cultures but it's like no there are plenty of writers and creators online that actually are talking about their stories and perspectives like you just gotta actually put in the basic effort of looking for it and actually trying to engage with it on a human level but like Nah, nah. I don't know. I think I'm done uh, thinking about these puppy movies. Yeah, you know, while. earlier you you said like, oh, I I wanted to toss these things in the uh, those puppies mm-hmm. in the ocean. I mean, I I don't I wouldn't go to the same level as you, but I will say, 
I I'm a lot more sympathetic now. <laughs> yeah. What's the next movie we're watching? Well, I I'm glad you asked. So the next movie we're gonna watch, I think we're gonna be moving into a slightly more comfortable realm of stories as we engage with the 35th Barbie CGI movie, Barbie. Video game hero. Hell yeah, guys and gamers. Aw, yeah. Emma, you better get ready to power up because we're going to be zapping ourselves into the computers next time. And if you want to see us uh, zap ourselves into another one of these Barbie movies, you can stay up to date by following our Twitters at Pink Isle Pod. But until next time... Hey, Emma, where can people follow your social media? Eh, you can follow me if you want. I don't post much, so... uh... You can follow her Twitter, at EmmaCorey9. Yeah. I am newly graduated and unemployed. (laughs) Woo! Woo! Well, I'm sure... I'm sure if... If there are any writers out there that would like to see her work, hit her up. Because she does good writing. Hmm. Yeah. Anywho. You can follow Henry's cat on Twitter. Get him up to (laughs) 3,000 Twitter friends. Is that what we're calling? Yeah, I I do have a pretty awesome cat named Potato. Uh, You can follow him at uh, Sweet Potato. Oh, God. Hang on. Yeah, uh, sweet potato underscore cat. Uh, there, the as of recording right now, they're at two thousand eight hundred and eleven. So they, they're up there. And has if you he want, made it big in a cat Twitter yet? I mean, I don't know what the metrics for cat Twitter are. So maybe, <sighs> but. As yes, for and me- you, you make it big when you get followed by a, the Bilbo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But as for me, uh, if you want to join my 203 followers, ooh, uh, you can follow me at Kathman Henry on Twitter, or uh, you can follow my portfolio Tumblr, henrykathman.tumblr.com, which has pretty much all of my work all in one place as well as my youtube channel youtube.com slash henry kathman but finally if you want to support these sort of endeavors that we engage with on the internet including this podcast you can follow us uh well support rather on patreon.com slash henry kathman yeah for a dollar a month you get all the stuff baby but until next time I don't want to end this off on a dour note so uh hey we got we got the epic gamer movie coming up so you know yeah yeah you're right you're right Emma for as much as we've talked about how they're uh how this movie reinforces the oppression of Polynesian people I'll tell you this, we can at least hold out hope that they'll pay respect to the truly marginalized group gamers. Yes. So, until next time, gamers get ready to unite. I'm Henry Kathman. I'm Corey, certified gamer girl. Oh yeah, it's time to power up. Bye! (laughs) 